Growing up, you and your buddies were always on the same page. Thursday was pickup basketball night. Saturday was an Xbox gaming binge, but then the buddies started falling off one by one. So what if they all have that ring on their finger and you're the only single bachelor left? You've got your own bling. And this one doesn't come with any commitment, just a few really good moments of chill bliss. Why the sheets not go for the gold? For a limited time at Sheets, get your hands on a $3.99 milkshake like the Toffrees. Made with Hershey's Heath Bars. Unwind with golden ribbons of buttery caramel and a heaping scoop of whipped cream. And don't forget, you can save $1 when you order on the app. At Sheets, there are endless options when it comes to delicious drinks. Coffee house style cold brews, hot coffees, lattes, shakes, refreshers, and so much more. Everything is customizable so you always get exactly what you want. And when we say always, we mean 24-7, 365. The Rovers Chat YouTube channel is proudly sponsored by SixYardsOut.com. They've got retro football from every era with mugs, phone cases and much more. They also have plenty of Rovers goods including apparel with the famous 94-95 season and this season's kit. Check them out using the link in the description below. Hello Rovers fans and welcome to the Rovers Chat YouTube channel. Um, I'm pretty sure this will be out in audio format as well, so wherever you are watching or listening along, uh, thank you for joining us. I am delighted to be joined by former Blackburn Rovers player uh, Rudy Gestead, who is joining us from France today. Hi Rudy. Hi, how are you? Yes, not so bad. Uh, absolutely delighted to have you on. Um, Dan's been working away in the background to try and make this one happen. Um, and I'm absolutely delighted to have been chosen to to throw you some questions your way. Um, it, it feels, you know, like quite a while since we last saw you um, in in Rovers colours, and lots has happened for, for for yourself and for Rovers. So we'll we'll get straight into it. Um, we'll get through some questions. And just a quick reminder for anybody that is watching: um, we've got our big summer stream next week. Um, we're raising money for Sporting Minds UK. Um, mental health in football is such an important topic and Sporting Minds UK help young footballers in the UK uh, with their mental health and we've already raised £400 uh, and we've got the big stream coming next week so make sure you tune in on the 27th which is the Tuesday. Okay so Rudy, um, personally I'm it's my 21st birthday tomorrow so um, personally oh. um, yourself, you were at Rovers uh, right around the time where I was really falling in love with the club and football was kind of consuming my whole life. I was probably 15, 16 years old. Um, do you look back as, as fondly as I do on that time at, at Blackburn? Yes, obviously in my career, Blackburn was a, an amazing time. I really enjoyed playing with the squad and his teammates. Uh, we had some good results, maybe not yeah. as good as we, we could have done, but uh, mm. ah, yeah, obviously it's a good memory for me. Yeah, I mean, when you first came to us, I think it's fair to say nobody expected so many goals straight away. Um, obviously, the initial loan spell. Um, did you did you always have that faith in yourself that you could come here and score that many goals and, and build that partnership with with Jordan Rhodes, for example? Uh, when I spoke with Garboya at this time, I said to him, "Listen, I'm coming to play. Um, I'm leaving Cardiff. Uh, we were in the Premier League at this time, so." I don't want to waste my time and uh, I want to be part of this team and be uh, yeah. one of the main uh, element. And obviously, mm -hmm. I knew that with Jordan Rhodes, uh, uh, he was an amazing top scorer. So it would be 
easier mm-hmm. for me because the the defense is going to be attracted by him. Uh, yes, now we are the squad like playing with the strengths of uh, the strikers, so it was enjoyable for us. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? That kind of leads me on to my next question, really, and that partnership that you built there with Jordan Rhodes. And and it's interesting, really, because uh, so many teams now play with one striker rather than two, and that seems to be the modern way in football. Um, and, and I think at Rovers, really, since that partnership here at this club, we haven't really had a, a strike partnership in that way. Um, do, do you think that there's still room for a strike partnership in football? I think there's some teams playing with two striker, and it, it seems uh, it seems that it's working. But you mm. know, when a, when a when a big team is winning, like Man City or this kind of team, everybody try to replicate the same same type of play. Uh, yeah. But I think some teams have to realize that they don't have the same type of players, so they have to build with their strength. Um, yeah, um, the partnership two players up front is not like. Uh, what the, the team likes to do now. They're more mm. looking for a small striker and a big midfielder coming around and uh, building the team and scoring mm. goals. Now, if you check the team, that midfielders, midfielders are scoring like 10 plus goals every season. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't the case before. It was like the strikers out there to score goals. So, mm. yeah, obviously the football has changed. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, it will come back with two strikers because some teams are showing that it's still working it's still working yeah and it, and it was an amazing time I mean obviously we didn't quite make the playoffs especially that year where we, I think we finished eighth um what was the feeling among the squad at the time was it a case of oh we've really missed out there or was it more a sense of you know what we did do really well this year or was it disappointment for you I'm saying yeah at this time we didn't realize that we could have done something it's just at the end of the season. Because during the season, we like nobody was talking about us. Yeah. But I remember one game, especially when uh, we drew against the Ovita at yeah. home. It was the the, the at, at this time we knew it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, uh, possible anymore. Uh, mm. So yeah, it was a bit a big disappointment in the changing room because we knew like maybe we wasted a chance to to do something because we had nothing to lose against in the playoff team like Watford or this kind of team because we had mm. some good results against them. Yeah. <laughs> so it was more again the, the smallest team on the paper that we, we missed the, the playoff. I was going to, I think that, that game against Watford, the goal that you scored there and the celebration, that's probably one of the, the, the highlight memories personally for me um, and for a lot of fans. <laughs> is, that, is that one of the goals that you definitely think back on fondly? What a game that was. Yeah, and it, it's, it's quite funny because before this game, uh, Gary Boyer came to me because when I, when I signed like a permanent move in January, um, then for like almost four or five games, I didn't score. And Gary Boyer said, listen, you need to score again now. You know, you showed you could do it, do it again. <laughs> and uh, and I scored this goal at the end. And after this goal, I start to score like, I, sc- I think I scored like 12 goals until the end of the season. So, yeah, it was, um... uh, yeah, it was a, um, a special like uh, special games. Definitely, and I think um, we, we've had we've been very lucky to to have some great um, players from around the time that you were at the club on our podcast. Um, we've had Craig Conway, um, and we're we're hoping pretty soon to try and get uh, Mr. Jordan Rhodes himself. Um, and when we spoke to Craig, it was it was fascinating because obviously with that kind of conversation about two strikers up front versus one, um, you know, there's also the the point that you know I think 
perhaps you wouldn't have got as many goals between you if it wasn't for players like Ben Marshall and Craig Conway putting that delivery into the box. And I wonder whether the old-fashioned winger is also dying out a little bit in football now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, that's right. <laughs> we were able to score goals because obviously like we had players crossing the ball in the box. We had uh, Craig Conway, we had Ben Marshall, we had uh, Marcus Olsen, yeah. uh, who did an amazing season this year. Um, so, yeah, seriously, we, we knew each other. We knew where to move. Uh, with Jordan Woods, we, like, we knew like, it took a bit of like, time to, uh, to know each other, how to move on the pitch. But this season, we scored 20-plus goals uh, uh, each. So, which, yeah. which was an amazing season for both of us. Uh, yeah, but Krenko, obviously, Conway did an amazing work for us. Uh, I remember when I was at the club, uh, Gary Boyer asked me about Craig, and I had the chance to play with him in, uh, in Cardiff. Mm. So I said to him, listen, uh, you can sign him every day. Uh, great players, great mentality. Mm. So there's no, no think about it, you know. You don't need to think twice. You just like sign him if he's available. That's what he did, and then, then yeah. uh, like you can. Uh, the, the rest is history. I mean, it's incredible, really, when you look back at that squad that we had under Gary and, and Gary Boyer. In my opinion, anyway, uh, was a great guy. Um, and you know, compared to where we are now in terms of league position, clearly a very competent manager. But when you look back at the squad that we had and where those players have gone on to, and you know, obviously yourself um, and Jordan both made it to the Premier League. Tom Kearney, who who uh, had such a great run with Fulham and made it to the Premier League, and Craig Conway who stayed with us for so long, and those players that all did so well. And when you look back, it's it's fascinating seeing that all of those names. But one name um, that has come up uh, over the past year or so is definitely the name of Ben Marshall, and he did a podcast um, himself where he talked about how perhaps stuff off the field let him down. And Craig Conway um, noted to us that he felt he was a very, very able footballer and should have been able to push on to the Premier League, but didn't quite make it, probably because of more off the field things. Did, did you see that yourself? Did you see Ben Marshall as a, a very good player technically? Yes, obviously he was uh, gifted. Uh, he could play both feet. He had like some changing pace, uh, clever guy on the pitch. Uh, you know, but that's that's football. You know, sometimes you've got the, the quality, but you need to uh, uh, do it constantly. So we can week out, and uh, and if it's only for a few months, obviously, then uh, the, it's difficult to perform on the pitch. So it was amazing. Just uh, maybe the work ethic was uh, not as good as it should have done. Should have been if you want to play in the, in the highest level. So yeah. yeah, obviously, when you think think back, you can say it's a, it's a waste of quality. Uh, but you know, it's, it's life, it's like this, everybody's got his journey. Uh, if it's not in football, it will be somewhere else. He's got his story to tell. So if he's, if he made his podcast, it could be a very interesting to, uh, to learn from him because obviously if you think he did the mistake, uh, he will be uh, the one to talk about it. So now that's, that's, I'm not like, I don't like to say, I waste this, he could have done this. It's just, everyone's got a journey we don't know about. Uh, you just need to, uh, you know, get on with it, you know. And I think on that note of journeys, I think you yourself made it very clear when you first came to the club, I think in your first interview, that it was always your ambition to play Premier League football um, since you were young. Um, and personally, I, myself, um, I think the season you left, I had your name on the back of my shirt. So I was upset, obviously, that, yeah, you'd, um, that you'd moved on. But I don't think anybody really begrudged you that move. 
um, because you'd, you'd made no secret of that. Are you proud to have, to have made it to that level and to have achieved what you set out to achieve? Of course, uh, as I said, it was one of my dreams. I had the chance to go to the Premier League with Cardiff, but didn't play that much. So it was a big, like, big frustration for me. Then after the, when I signed for Blackburn, I said to the manager, if I'm performing and I've got an offer, please like make sure we find an agreement and I don't need to fight for it and everything. So, so the club made it clear, like when uh, Villa came, I had an offer from Watford. Um, yeah. They make it clear, like, listen, if we match the numbers we want, we want like don't try to to put the the price higher and everything so as soon as we get we had the, the numbers we we were agree on uh mm. let, the deal was done so now it was a it was a like a like a dream come true for me absolutely um and i think it's what most players in the championship are striving for um, you know, at the minute at Rovers, I don't know how well you keep up to date with our situation, but obviously Adam Armstrong, who scored 30-something goals last year, he's a young boy, he's 23 years old, he's he's definitely going to have some offers from the Premier League this year and in a similar situation to yourself and Jordan back when you were here, um, in, in some ways I think the fans are resigned to the fact that when you've got players in the Championship playing so well that they are going to end up moving on to the Premier League and and like you say I think that's the journey isn't it that you talk about and uh, it's a very nice way of putting it Yes exactly you know if, if you perform you deserve to move in the highest level and uh, it's just like uh, it's difficult for the fans sometimes because obviously you want to keep your best players but you have to understand that you know uh, you play football to to make a dream come true, and if it's playing in the mm. Premier League, uh, the club has to follow. Yeah, definitely, and you can't hold people back. And I think we've seen so many times throughout football players that end up at clubs and and they want to move on, and it can't happen, and it ends in an ugly way. And and I don't think anybody wants that. So, like you say, it's a journey, and it's and it's healthy. Um, Gary Bowyer was obviously um, manager at the club when you know when he brought you in and. And, and, and stayed around at the club in different roles and have been at the club for so many years. Um, just to touch on him, because we've mentioned his name a few times, do, do you uh, still keep in touch with Gary? Do, do you rate him as a manager? Do, was he a great guy like he appeared to be to us? I, I had a good time with him, so and I rate him as a man. So we're still in touch and time we send the text to each other, uh, ask about the season and how's the life going on. Uh, it's a great yeah. guy, so yeah, obviously... Um, I like um, I like to keep taking the person I like and the person I I had a good time with. So mm. yeah, he's one of them. That's great. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, um, I think probably one of the highlights of of your time at the club was that FA Cup run um, in 2014-15, where we knocked out uh, a couple of Premier League sides and we get we got to Anfield and we forced Liverpool back to our place in a replay and. Even though we didn't quite make it um, past Liverpool, it was a it was a pretty incredible run. Um, do you look back on that time fondly? And are there any moments from that FA Cup run that stick out to you? Yes, obviously. Um, we when we knocked out uh, Stoke, then we played Swansea, and at this time I was like uh, close to leave the club already in January. Yeah. Uh, because I had an offer from Crystal Palace, um, so that's why I didn't start the game. And then before, when I came on, the manager said, "Listen, enjoy. There's a few minutes to play." And I came, I came on and I scored. 
so yeah, it was a we had a good run. We played some amazing team, and it just gave us a test of the Premier League, uh, which was amazing. And then we had the chance to play Liverpool home in a way. So obviously, that for the team, it was a great moment. When you get uh, out of the competition, like yeah, obviously you're disappointed because you had some good runs. You expect to go to the end, but Liverpool was a great team. Was a great team to be. Yeah, and I think my favourite memory from that run was definitely the the game at Anfield, and I think there was a good five thousand Blackburn fans there, and it was a nil nil. It was pretty boring. I think we went there to 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 kind of sit in, and we did our job, but um, probably not one for the highlight reel. But I would say that the fans really kept it going, and they certainly sang your name amongst others uh, very loudly. Do, do you remember the Rovers fans well with all the songs and 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 thinking? Yes, properly? yes, I remember. I remember all of them because um, they always been behind us, and has, because we had a good season, you know, the fans were there singing, and when I was scoring goals, like after us, and I had my 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 song. So that was was great to to know we've got the the backup from the fans, and they try to push us until the end. It was a, it was good memories to share with them. Absolutely. Um, just on a little side topic, one thing that I wanted to note was um, that there's a player at Rovers, Ryan Nyambe, um, who uh, opted a couple of years ago to go and play for his national team in Namibia. And obviously, in my research of you, um, I noted that at French under-19s level, you then opted uh, to switch over to Benin. Uh, do you think that that was a good move? And do you think for, for, for Ryan as well and for other young players, um, switching to... Um, that nation and getting game time for your national team is that always a good move for your journey? Um, you know, it just depends how you feel if you feel comfortable with your roots. Um, if I think back about it, you know, I had some good times with Benin, play some good games, not over. You know, I'm still expecting to go there and play. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have played also because through the family, uh, if I wait, maybe when I was, you know, at the uh, villa. I could have tried to get to play with the USA. Um, right. But as I said, you know, I don't try to have some too much regret and think back and everything. So I'm mm. happy with the choice I've made. Uh, yeah. It's part of my journey, and uh, it made it made me who I am now. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's good to play international level. Uh, you have to understand that when you play for the uh, some team in Africa. It's not the facilities and the, the things is not yeah. as good as uh, in Europe. So if you're ready to, to go there, be humble and enjoy with the teammates, it's mm. a very it's a great experience. Yeah. And I suppose for, for players, um, it's all about experiences and getting to play in the Premier League and going representing your country. And it, that's, you know, like you say, I think that journey anecdote is, is a perfect way of putting it. Um, we've got some questions in from supporters. Um, and there's loads of different ones that have come in. Uh, obviously, the main ones. Um, what's your favourite goal that you scored at Rovers? Have you got a favourite that you think back on? Um, the favourite goals. Um, as I said, I think the one against Watford is one of them because it's just a, a clicking point for me. Yeah. Uh, after that, I just like carry on with the goals. So I would say, yeah, I would say this one. That's cool. Um, the next one, uh, again, I don't have names for these, unfortunately. Um, quite a few people sent them in, and thanks to everybody that did send in questions if you're watching along. Um, who is the best player that you played with during your time at Rovers? 
at Rovers. Mm. Uh, the battle it's hard to say because everyone's got his like own abilities. Mm. I think we the good thing we had is like as a team we were very good, and mm. um, if we if you pick those players a few years after that, we would have been amazing and we probably going up. Because like Tom Kearney was like starting his journey, uh, career events. You had Craig Conway bringing his experience, but yeah, Jordan Rhodes and all of them. I think uh, I would have said like Marcus Olsen did an amazing season. Mm. But it's it's hard to just pick one because we all broke our like uh, abilities to make sure we had a strong uh, strong team. Mm. And I think it's always interesting seeing which players um, did push on. And obviously, like you say, quite a lot of the players in that team were kind of right at the beginning of their of their journeys, um, so to speak. Did you spot a massive difference yourself um, from the Premier League to the Championship? How big a gap do you think that is? How much more difficult is it to play in the Premier League than the Championship as a player? Yes, the the, the gap the gap is very big. The gap is uh, is very big there. Um, technically, physically, uh, you know, championship, you, you've got a lot of young players coming up, so they still like they've got a lot of energy, but they waste the way they, they use it. It's a waste of energy. Premier uh, League, everybody is very clever. Uh, technical abilities are amazing, and uh, the speed of the player is much quicker than in a than the championship, uh, like the average of the speed of the player. So you, um, any mistake, you can get punished. Uh, yeah, sometimes we don't realize because some cup games, you know, you've got some championship team doing well. So we said, ah, it's not championship is doing good. But um, I think that uh, the gap is still big now um, to get to the mm. Premier League. Uh, that's why we see like a lot of team going up and coming down straight away. Uh, and the, the power of the money in the Premier League uh, able the, the clubs to bring the best players in Europe and in the world. So no, it's it's a tough, tough, uh, tough league. It is, and I think every year that we don't get promoted, it um, it just feels so much more unachievable. Uh, the teams that come down have got some incredible players. I mean, Norwich were in the league last year with Emmy Buendia, who you know is now a sixty pound, sixty sixty million pound worth footballer, and you know it's uh, it's it's difficult to compete. Um, obviously, after you um, departed from Rovers and after Jordan Rhodes and the Tom Kearney's of the world had moved on to bigger and better things, um, we obviously took a bit of a dive and we ended up down in League One for a season. Um, luckily, uh, under Tony Mowbray, with some new players in the club, um, we did manage to get back up. But it was a difficult time, especially the relegation season in in 2017. Um, did Did you see that coming when you left Rovers? Did you think... Did you ever worry in, uh, about the club and think that we would end up going down that route, or did you see us being able to keep afloat in the championship? To be honest, yeah, I was worried about it because um, when I had the chat with the clubs when I before I left for Villa, mm. um, they didn't have the um, the vision for the teams to get better. They just wanted to uh, balance the the finance. So they had no intention to uh, invest money to get better. So mm. when you're in this kind of mood or this kind of vision, the only thing you're going to do is going down. Because mm. obviously, if you don't want to spend money in the championship nowadays, yeah, like you're going to get at the at the end of, at the bottom of the league because everybody's spending money 
to get better. If you don't do it, you cannot compete. The football is like this. You can say like uh, you can oh, for one season maybe you can have like some clever recruitment and be lucky on few players, but uh, in the long term you need mm -hmm. to have uh, uh, you need to spend money. If you check Man City, they get they win the league because they spend money. Uh, yeah. All the big teams now are at the top because they spend money. So it's not like there is nothing magic. If you want the best players, you need to spend money. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to get in uh, League One. Well, and last season as well, you know, there was a little bit of magic with Barnsley, for example. They mm -hmm. climbed up the league and managed to make it into the playoffs and it was all magical. But at the end of the day, the money spoke at the end of the season and they were knocked out in the playoffs and we all start again back in the same league next year. And unless they invest... You know, it'd be unlikely for them to make that push again. Um, exactly. As a, as a, yeah, I think it's interesting, though. You know, for yourself personally, I assume, um, but you you let me know. It would have been nice to have made it into the Premier League with Rovers. Do you think, with a little bit more investment, that could have been possible? But to be honest with you, um, I had this chat with the at this time. I don't remember who was in charge. Um, CEO, I don't remember. I said to him, listen, because I had an offer from Watford, but uh, financially Watford didn't want to pay six million. Mm. So I had a chat with the, with him and I said, listen, if you don't want me to leave, um, I will be happy to leave, but we have to, uh, I will be happy to stay and mm. fight to go up with Blackburn, but we have to renegotiate my contract. So I put some numbers on the paper and he said, listen, no, we don't want to pay this. Um, I said, if you want to like to keep me, obviously now my value is 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 much higher than when I came. So yeah, you have to to match something. So they didn't want to give. That's why I said they didn't want to invest any money. They didn't want to uh, renegotiate contract. So at the end of the day, you 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 lose your best players because if the value of the player is much higher, you have to match it. Otherwise, they will go somewhere else. So I had the intention at one point to stay and try to go up with Blackburn mm -hmm. because it would have been amazing for me and. It's like like a Troy Dini went up with Watford and mm. had, had an amazing run and everything. Because when you leave a club, you never know how it's gonna happen. It's it's yeah. difficult to adapt sometimes. And new manager, new team, blah blah blah. It's, there is some uh, condition you don't control. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, the club wasn't willing to spend any money, so mm. just left. And it's frustrating because, like you say, you want to keep a team together. And I think keeping the core players from a squad together um, for as long as possible um, is always going to lead to success. Um, and unfortunately, we just didn't manage to do that. And we did lose uh, Tom Kearney and we lost yourself and we lost Jordan Rhodes. And I think when you take enough key players out of a squad, um, you really are in a, in a losing situation. Um, obviously, like I said, we did end up with the relegation down to League One. Since your time leaving Rovers, have you been following our fortunes? Do you keep an eye out for the Rovers' scores? Yes, of course. You know, obviously, I'm still uh, in my head. I like Rovers to be part of my journey as forever. So um, I, I still check. I was hurt when I've seen they went, they went down, and I was like very uh, upset against the, the the owner and the, the ways they. Control, the, the way they're building the team and everything, uh, mm. but I'm happy when I, I've seen they tried when they they brought uh, Mowbray back um, mm. to uh, rebuild everything and it works. So now I was I was pleased to see them. Even last season had the good runs. I don't know any players now, some some young players, but that's it. But I'm I'm very happy to see what they're doing now. Yeah, and I think I mean 
a little bit before your time at the club, you know, there were some major frustrations from the fans with the owners and, you know, over the years there have been protests and, and ill feeling and and I think unfortunately for Rovers, it just, we never really had the right blend um, and the right attitudes and the fans have always been a little bit at odds with the ownership and the management at the club. Um, do, do you feel that when you're when you're a player at a club? Could you feel um, the fans and that disconnect with the with the management at the club and with the owners? Yes, yes, we felt it. Uh, even the players, we had like the uh, we thought that the owners was wasn't there at all and nobody to represent them. Uh, even if you're not living in the country, that which I can understand because it's a business, mm. you should put someone to represent you. And have some communication with him and everything. So yeah. um, now it's yeah, we had these feelings. Ah, we had these feelings that uh, uh, the owner wasn't like involved at all and didn't want to be part of, of the club. Um, so I don't know what's going on now in the club. I don't. I cannot like feel it, mm. but it looks like it, it's better all around. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if memory serves me, serves me right, during your time at the club, I don't think the owners attended a game. Uh, I don't think they came no. over. Um, to you know, and and as fans, we certainly feel that. Um, but it's certainly interesting to get behind the veil a little bit and see whether that affects the players. And I think when you know, we, Blackburn presents itself as a family club, and there's a lot of work done in the community, and all of that is done at, at, at that level. Um, but that communication uh, over in India with the owners and the and the communication between the fans and the management of the club definitely wasn't there. Luckily, um, whilst you were at the club, we were doing okay in the league and we were winning some games and, and everybody was happy. So that's always positive and hopefully that kept the players in, in better spirits. Yes, but you know what? This, you know the game against Seoville Town where if you win, mm. you still have the, the chance to play playoff and if you lose or draw, it's over. If the owner is there before the game, pushing you, maybe give you an edge and something could have been different. You know, mm. it's this kind of things when you see the owner of the club involved and ready to fight with us, you can change like the mentality a bit. So I'm not I'm not saying it's because of them. Obviously it's on the pitch, but you mm. know, there's some few things you could you could do differently to uh, to make it better. Um, just interestingly, just a quick question before I let you go. I won't keep you for too much longer. Um, obviously, you're now over at Melbourne. Um, and one question that we had had in from a couple of supporters um, was that you'll have come across Steve Keane over there, who was a manager at Rovers before your time at the club. Have you ever spoken with him about Rovers? Yes, it was probably the first chat we had was about Rovers. Mm. He enjoyed his time there. I enjoyed my time there. Um, could have done different, obviously. Um, but yeah, and, and Stifkin was a great guy, and I'm not surprised he was picked to be a, one of the Rovers manager. Ah. I really like him as a man and uh, as a person. And um, yeah, it was, you know, I'm not in Melbourne anymore because uh, my I terminated my contract to go back yeah. to Europe. And uh, but we're still in touch with Steve, he left the club also. And uh, I'm, mm. I'm sure if would have, he would have been the, the manager from the start things they would have done differently but you know as I said it's, it's a journey and you cannot control what's happened sometimes so yeah. no, I enjoy my time there and I'm looking for a new challenge and uh, let's see what's coming absolutely well I'd like to thank you for joining me um, thanks for giving us half an hour that's really great 
Um, I really appreciate that. So to everybody watching, uh, please don't forget, we've got our big summer stream. Thank you so much to Rudy. Um, it was great talking to you. Um, and yeah, so thanks everybody for watching Thank along. You. No See you next time. The Rovers Chat YouTube channel is proudly sponsored by SixYardsOut.com. They've got retro football from every era with mugs, phone cases and much more. They also have plenty of Rovers goods including apparel with the famous 94-95 season and this season's kit. Check them out using the link in the description below. It's the simple things that are oh so marvellous. With rich, creamy, non-dairy Planet Oat oat milk. Like coffee. The first cup mixed with a little Planet Oat. That's pretty marvellous. Or Planted Oat in a bowl of cereal, sharing a laugh on Saturday morning. <laughs> but don't forget about Mom's Planted Oat mac and cheese. It's so ooey-gooey. Yep, there's so many moments that are more marvellous with Planted Oat. Rich, creamy, non-dairy oat milk. Oh, what a planet.